welcome back to another episode of Spooky Sisters. Spookiest of sisters. Always. I'm Melissa. And I'm Emma. And we're happy to be back with you again for more A Spooky Tales. A Spooky Spooky. Is that how I just started now? I think it is. I think it is. It is a... Dark. Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this one. Is it dark? It's... It's been a, a good day, ish. It's I can't even say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not ungrateful. I just can't even say that honestly. It's not been a great day. Go. And welcome Congrats. back to another <laughs> shit show. <laughs> no, no, no. Kidding. That's my life. Not kidding. The not kidding. <laughs> welcome back. I'm drinking tea even right now. I'm not even drinking alcohol. Yeah, we're both drinking peppermint yeah. tea, oh, like the oh, good people we are. Yes. Yeah, I decided to take a day off from drinking before going out tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. It's okay. I'm taking, um, you know, a couple of days off of caffeine, so this is going to kill me yeah, slowly. Emma decided to stop drinking caffeine, which I think is a terrible idea, but I know why she's doing it. it I ha- there is a purpose for me doing it, and I have to do it, but I'm really sad about not waking up and not having coffee. So now I have tea, and I just stare at it like, you're not my coffee. I support her from the sidelines with my three cups of coffee a day. She's drinking for two now. <laughs> you get that caffeine, honey. You get that caffeine. In my defense, I only had two cups of coffee today, so she I cut back. She did so good. I didn't drink is, the third see, one because I was me. running late for work. You're cutting, you're cutting back. See, you're with me. I cut back today unintentionally. Okay, you know what? I'm trying to find the positive note in this. I'm only going to have two cups of coffee tomorrow. And then a bang. Because because I'm having a bang later. <laughs> I got to space out my caffeine uh, you intake. You cannot drink that in front of me because I'm just going to stare at you like, are you kidding me? No, I'm going to drink it at work. And if anyone sees me drinking it at work, that is why. Because I have to be at work at 6 and then we're going out tomorrow night. We're going oh. to a really cool cocktail bar, so we're excited. It's Halloween themed, which is fitting. All year round. All year round. But I guess that... It's a nice little intro into today's topic for the episode. Because it it's, it's ho- because it's October, we're going to be doing more Halloween-y or spooky type of themes. I yes. mean, I mean, how spooky can our spooky show be? Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> it can always be spookier. That's always new be sp- words to live true. by. <laughs> and the year has shown that it can always get scarier. <laughs> I'm making that a t-shirt 2020 showing us it can always get scarier. Um, but today's episode is going to be a little bit different because we are, we're staying in the realm of spooky, but we're taking a, we're dipping our toes into true crime um, yes. a tad, which is something I actually really wanted to stay clear of with this podcast because true crime prod- podcasts are so popular. They're so good. There's so many good ones oh, out we there. To, we listen to them. Trust know, us. We listen to them, but they're so, it, there's so, so many. many. So I wanted to do something different, but... With this episode, we are going to be covering true crime cases that were inspired by scary movies. Which is really interesting because there was actually quite a few. Yeah, there's a lot of them actually. But yeah, but so that's how we're going to do the like little like twist, twist into spookiness into October. Yay, yay. And I'm sure by now you realize there are only two of us. Yeah, Sarah's not here. She. She was. She ran out of time. Yeah. So I'm she, like, she got a little too busy. 
But um, so she might join us next she week. She sends her spirits. Excuse me. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so full of soup. <laughs> it was good soup. It was good. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was thrown together soup. Rather quickly. That's why I keep making my meals right now. I'm like, oh, I want to make something really good. So a couple days ago, I'm like, oh, I want to make pork gorgonzola, but I don't really want to make it by the roast beef. So let me cook this pork, cook these shallots, and I'm just going to pour wine and cheese into this. Boom. It was, and you know what? It was fantastic. It was yeah. a wine and cheese with some pork. and Yeah. My, the sauce was literally made out of white wine and gorgonzola. I mean, we had more white wine with our gorgonzola. Yeah, it was delicious. By the way, you should try. Yes, definitely. Um, Who needs chicken stock? Well, it's sitting in my cupboard right now. Don't say that. It might hear you. Anyway, anyway, would you like to go first? I would love to go first. And again, this is a little bit different for us, so I didn't quite... I can't find my mouse. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I found it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it is kind of... It, it is quite different. You're correct. Um, because we are going off very factual things. Yeah. I don't have any fun stories like my ghost ship. Yeah. It's just basically... This happened. Yeah. So I guess we'll dive right in. My scary movie slash case for this topic is American Psycho and the case of Michael Hernandez. So I've never seen this movie. I've seen clips of this movie. And I do actually want to see it. There's a lot of scary movies I want to watch in one month. You have the whole year. Anyway, so quick plot summary for American Psycho if you have not yet seen it. Spoilers. And spoiler alert, by the way, because I'm going to tell you what happens kind of. So, spoiler alert again. So, American Psycho came out in April of 2000, starring Christian Bale, William Dafoe, Jared Leto, Reese Witherspoon, and Samantha Mathis, to name a few. It was a very popular cast filled with well-known actors, and side note, it did develop a cult following. So, that kind of brings us into this. So, in the movie, Patrick Bateman, who's played by Christian Bale, is a wealthy investment banker whose life revolves around keeping up appearances for his colleagues and his fiance, who is Reese Witherspoon. He has a strict morning routine of exercise and his beautification. He owns only the best clothes and furniture, etc. He has an extensive music collection that he speaks about in fond detail, like meticulously. Underneath his perfect facade, he is a cold psychopath with no feeling or remorse or concern of others. He kills his first victim because of the man's business card and over a restaurant reservation. The man is also in the running with Bateman to become the company PP, which is also kind of a part of it. But throughout the movie, Patrick Bateman's secret dark side becomes more and more apparent as he kills more and more people in dark and twisted ways. And he's just a cold, calculated, just unfeeling monster. So the two important things in this movie that tie into my case are Patrick's interest in music and him being a cold, calculated, killer, cold, calculated, psychotic man. So for the case of Michael Hernandez, on February 3rd of 2004, Michael Hernandez was attending Palomero Middle School in Florida when he donned a hat, jacket, and latex gloves. He then lured his friend Jamie Go into the bathroom on the second floor coaxed him into the handicap stall with the guise of having something he needed to show him. 
Hernandez then locked the stall door, withdrew a four-inch serrated knife from his pocket, and began to slice Go's throat. It took several attempts because Go struggled, but Hernandez was able to cut a four to five inch long laceration that severed Go's jugular. Uh, to confirm his friend was dead, Hernandez poked Go in the face and scalp. When Go was found, he had 40 stab wounds. I'm sorry if I'm saying this very like monotone, it's because I didn't, I, I realized I didn't like researching and writing this down. So it's probably good that we're not doing true crime because it was really upsetting. It is. So I'm not trying to disrespect whatsoever. I'm trying to just be really factual because that's how I kind of have to process it. I think that and just a little bit that the way you're saying it is also just, I guess, in a way to make sure that people know what actually happened to this poor victim. Mm -hmm. While Hernandez was washing his hands in the bathroom sink, another student walked into the bathroom, noticed the blood and body underneath the stall, and asked Hernandez if he had seen the body. Hernandez replied, yes, we should tell somebody. Then Hernandez left the bathroom and went to class. But the other student ran and notified um, school officials. Hernandez told police that he identified with Patrick Bateman and Hannibal Lecter. Um, oh, oh. Yeah, so Silence of the Lambs is another movie um, that can kind of tie into this case, but it's mostly American Psycho. February 4th was Hernandez's second attempt at this murder. He actually tried to do it the day before with Go Again, but another student named Andre Martin. Um, all three of these boys were friends, and Hernandez had, again, brought these boys into the bathroom and was trying to lure them into the handicapped stall. Go went the first time as well. Martin got, like, super creeped out and balked. He's like, I'm not going in there. And, uh, but the bell rang also, and Hernandez didn't like to be tardy. So everyone kind of just went to class. I know it's a weird thing to be like... <laughs> It, it's a weird thing when you think about it, but after listening to a couple different cases of stuff, Keeping it does make pretenses sense. And pretenses and being that, being like, that. First, that perfect person. Mm -hmm. It actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. So everyone went to class and carried on about their day, and nobody died. So he did try again and succeeded the second day. Martin was supposed to be there as well, but he forgot they were supposed to be meeting. I don't know what they were supposed to be meeting over. That never really came up. But... um. Do you know how old he was? 14. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, Hernandez was 14 when he murdered his friend. Um, this whole ordeal and event actually um, was the reason Martin became a police officer later in life. Um, that makes me, like, happy and sad. Yeah. Hernandez was quickly found out because he had blood on his shirt, which is weird because he put on the jacket that day to, cause he had this whole thing like planned. He put on the jacket to stop the blood splatter from getting on his shirt. He wore a hat to prevent hair follicles from falling out or being found like at the scene. And he wore latex gloves, two actually two sets of latex gloves, you know, for fingerprints and DNA evidence. Mm -hmm. um, and Students didn't notice that that was weird, that he had brought this stuff with him, because it's Florida. Yeah. South Florida, even. it's You don't wear hats and jackets and everything at school, even in February. 
So he was soon found out because of the blood on his shirt and was brought into custody. He confessed. And that's when he told police why he did what he did. And he would, he, when, that's when it came out that he wanted to be a serial killer. It was his goal in life to be a serial killer. Hernandez understood that the society and the world thought his idea and plan was wrong. Um, he is absolutely insane. And his defense attorney or defense expert said, and I quote, he is a boy whose fantasies blurred with reality. During his trial, the defense did raise the argument that Hernandez wasn't competent to stand trial. He had a competency hearing held on November 2004, and that's when the court appointed Dr. Vanessa Archer um, as a psychologist, and they also appointed Dr. John Shaw, a um, psychiatrist, to his case. And they testified that Hernandez did not suffer from paranoid schizophrenia or any mental illnesses that impacted his competency. Because that was an argument made earlier that like he was schizophrenic or had all these different things. No, he was just a psychopath. Purely evil. So something about Michael Hernandez that was mentioned, and it ties back into that music, he began listening to really like hardcore metal and rap music. And I personally, like, I don't have a problem with that music. I listen to metal. I listen to some rap. Like, Yes, um, very diverse. The songs that he was listening to apparently were like very centric on death and killing, and it was just really dark music, and he was fascinated with it. Yeah, during the investigation and trial and everything, his computer was seized, and it was it showed that the night before he killed his best friend, Hernandez was up late reading about um, baby killers in Australia. There were also records of him downloading like rap music and visiting uh, Macabre websites. There was a program called Evidence Eliminator that was run several days before he killed Go. Some other topics they found on that were downloaded to his computer were brainwashing, computer hacking, bomb making, martial arts, um, how to be an assassin, how to kill someone. Those were all accessed within like the month that he killed Go. So it's something that he'd been looking at, something he'd been researching. He was obsessed with American Psycho and Silence of the Lambs, envied these men's life, wanted to be like them, wanted to emulate them, wanted to have that sense of power. He was listening to dark music and he decided to kill his friend. I did see a bit that he wanted to kill both Go and Martin because they knew Apparently, his plan to start killing people, that was only mentioned in one place, so I didn't really know if that was true. Mm-hmm. So Michael Hernandez was given life in prison without the possibility of parole. But in 2013, I believe it was, the Supreme Court ruled that giving a minor life in prison without the possibility of parole is cruel and unusual. So his case was reopened and looked at because he was... You're talking to a a person who said they wanted to be a serial killer and you're thinking about giving them parole? Have you lost your mind? The ability. Like, he he was not given the option whatsoever. 
He was also not given the death penalty because he was not tried as an adult. Okay. So, because in Florida, we do have the death penalty, the option for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and we killed Bundy down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, his case is reopened, and he was, again, reassessed by psychologists who came back out, and different psychologists than the original ones, obviously, but they came out and said that he was still fascinated and obsessed with killing, the idea of killing, of being a serial killer, and they're like, he is the exact same person he was when he was 14, and he was 26 at the time. Huh, nope. Yeah. During the second hearing, um, his mother took to the stand to try and you know, save her son's sentence, or to try and get him like to have the option of having a parole, because she was still like trying to defend him, but she was then showed evidence that she'd never seen before, apparently including the names of the people on his kill list, including his sister, and things that he would need to commit the crime. His mom acknowledged that she had a hands-off parenting style, but she blamed puberty for her son's withdrawn and private behavior. She still insisted that her son needed mental and medical help versus more jail time. So she still like wants to help him. That's a mother. Go's mother, remember Go is the name of the child he killed. Yes. Go's mother told reporters outside of the courtroom that she understood Hernandez's mother's side to an extent. Like, as a mother, you don't want to believe the worst in your child. You want to still protect your child. But she thinks that she's living in denial. Oh, absolutely. At this point, yeah. Like, I totally agree she is. So Michael Hernandez is still in jail, Thank where God. he will remain because he, um, during his second hearing, he was given life without parole. So nothing changed. He's going to be in prison forever, and he will not be able to kill anyone else. So there is at least that yes. good end. So that is my case. And again, that- like I didn't have haven't done one of these before, so I apologize. And it was kind of upsetting. It's actually way more upsetting than I thought it was going to be. Like, I mean, that sounds really, really crazy. I'm so sorry. Because I listen to true crime, mm-hmm. like podcasts a lot, I didn't think it would hit me that hard. But I don't know. And I, okay, let me actually say this because I haven't said it yet. And I want to put it in here in the middle in case someone decides they want to stop listening to the podcast. Because, I don't know, they think that I'm saying that horror movies or scary movies. Yes, I did want to put that um, out there. Or music. Or music or any of these themes or elements are bad or create bad people. No, I don't believe that. I don't. There are hundreds and millions, whatever number, I don't know the number of people who watch scary movies and don't decide to go kill people. Like, I've never wanted to go kill someone. Emma's never wanted to go kill nope. someone. Like, yeah, no. Nope. The majority of people don't have those feelings. Those feelings and that is already those feelings are already in the person and somehow the movie like or or music or book or whatever it is messes with that broken thing in the person's mind. But so no, I do not think and I'm not saying that horror movies create killers whatsoever. Yeah. It's just that this boy happened to be obsessed with 
this perfect serial serial killer in American Psycho. I, I think what even disturbs me more is that he admitted, yeah, this is my goal in life at 14. Yeah. I mean, I've heard so many cases of serial killers. Mm-hmm. And I that this was actually the first time that I've heard of a serial killer. Or he, he wasn't a serial killer, excuse me. Someone who just wanted to be a serial killer. From a lot of serial killers, it's that they kill someone once and they can't stop. It's, it's not it's like, like they're they like snap something yeah. inside them. There's already something broken, but then it's an irreversible effect. Effect, yeah. So this one actually kind of scared me a lot more. So, uh, but I think that was a really interesting case. Uh, a little pretty spooky. Um, whew, sorry. Wow. But I guess we should go forward with mine. So, my movie is based off of Halloween by Rob Zombie 2007. Boop, boop. My case is. So, I actually had to do some research on this particular Halloween movie because we have seen the original with Jamie Lee Curtis. Made by... Made or- by John, Carp- John Carpenter. Um, and it was good, but that is not what this case is based off of. This movie in particular, again, spoiler alert, I have not seen it, but let me give you a basic rundown as to why this one is a bigger impact to me as it makes more sense as to why it's a bigger impact in the original michael myers you don't really have a backstory other than he killed his sister and whatnot in this one in the rob Rob zombie version no no yes in this in this one the rob zombie version he i believe he killed one of his parents not his sister not his sister because he goes back to find his baby sister so there, in this movie, there's a lot more background into who Michael Myers was, his childhood traumas, why he did what he did. I believe through different clips and different photos, I've, I did research this movie, he was being bullied very severely. I think even his parents were bullying him to a sense. So then he lost it, and then, you know, after 17 years, he came back looking for his baby sister. So there's a lot more background as to why he is so traumatically affected. Okay. It's interesting so. because, yeah, you don't have any of that, that in the, the original. original Halloween. It's just psycho. So I am going to also state this fact. There is a four-page confession from this case. I will be quoting a lot of it. This is what the... No plagiarizing intended. No, no plagiarizing. Like, this is... I found this in another article, and it is all in quotes. So this is basically verbatim from... Jake Evans, who murdered his sis- his mother, Jamie Evans, 48, and his sister, Mallory, 15, inside their home in uh, October 3rd, 2012. So, let's get started. That's terrible. I hate that. Yes. You know, I'm it's sorry. It's hard, right? Ooh. What? It's hard, right? Yeah, it is actually kind of hard. It's a lot. It's very hard, actually. Wow. Yeah, like, I didn't think so, it would be so hard to talk about true crime, because like, listening to us one thing, but talking about, about it is different. another. Wow. All right, so he'd actually watched this movie three times leading up to the slayings. So we're going to go into some direct quotes uh, leading into what happened right before the murder. After I watched the movie, I put it back in the case and threw it into the trash can so the people wouldn't think that it influenced me in any way. While I watched it, I was amazed at how at ease the boy was during the murders and how little remorse he had afterwards. I was thinking to myself it would be the same for me when I kill someone. I should also probably mention a couple other things. I'm sorry, right before I mention this. His father was out of town on a business trip. He is 17 years old. 
his two oldest sisters, I one said she was in college, it said, and then his oldest sister, so I'm assuming she was either in college or she was just out of the house. Mallory was his younger sister. So he had fantasized killing more than just his sister and his mother. He fantasized about killing his grandparents and his two other sisters as well. It did not say Why he not actually... Why not his dad? That's what I was going to say. It did not say he fantasized about killing his dad, which is very interesting to me because why is he discluded but the grandparents are included? Maybe it's because he just knew the dad wasn't going to be there. Okay. <clears throat> so, luckily, during that night, for some of his family, one of his sisters was with the grandparents out doing things. They were not there, and his oldest sister, I believe, was still about to come back from college and visit. He said he just sat in the living room and thinking about how he was going to kill his family. My plan was to kill my sister and my mom at my house and then go over to my grandparents and kill my oldest sister, Emily, and my two grandparents. Then I was going to wait until morning and kill my other sister, Audrey, because she was visiting from college. So he has this planned out. This is, this is exactly, this is not an accident. This is not out of the anywhere. This is planned out. Yeah, that's, mm, I don't like it. Oh, there's I really more. don't like it. So... He had originally planned on stabbing his sister and uh, causing her pain with a folding knife that belonged to his father. That has not happened. He said, and again, these are direct quotes from his confession that, that I'm aware of that are directly from his confession. I went back upstairs and kept pacing back and forth, imagining killing Mallory. He said, thoughts of causing her pain kept entering my mind and were really bothering me. But then I think about the times she hurt my feelings. But then he had a change of heart. Deciding he wasn't going to want his victims to feel anything, he just wanted them dead. After a while, I thought to myself, if I were to kill my mom and Mallory, I wouldn't want them to feel anything. So I decided to kill them both with the 22 revolver I stole from my grandfather. It's just, he's so messed up. Leading up to, the to, leading up to pulling the trigger, Jake said he kept opening the gun cylinder up over and over again. I then spent probably over an hour walking nervously around the house thinking how life will never be the same and how I would never see them again. Then don't kill them. Yep. So he was thinking about that. Obviously, he didn't think about it too much because about quarter past 11, October 3rd, 2012, he put his plan into motion. I knocked on my sister's door and, Mallory, and told Mallory mom needed her. She came out and out of the corner of her eye saw me pointing the gun at her. She thought I was joking and told me it was freaking her out. I shot her in the back and then in the head. I ran down to the study and shot my mom three times. After this, he ran into his bedroom and began screaming at the top of his lungs filled with adrenaline. In shock, I ran into my room and I was screaming at the top of my lungs that I really messed up and that I just killed my mom and sister. As he started to empty the spent cartridges from the gun, he heard noises coming from his, sister room, his sister's room. His sister wasn't dead. I emptied the shells on my bed and I heard noises and realized that Mallory was still alive. When I loaded the gun back up, I was shouting that I was sorry and that I ran as fast as I could to kill her. I made sure my mom was dead and shot her again in the head. I really hate it. <clears throat> yeah, I do too. After he did that, I believe it's going to tell me where he was. Yes. So, again, now back to quotes from what happened. Very shocked and scared, I placed the gun on the kitchen counter and walked into the living room to dial 911. In talking with the 911 op operator, Jake didn't, didn't hold anything back. He admitted to everything over the phone. It just kind of happened, in quotes. 
I've been kind of planning on killing for a while now. I guess this is really selfish to say, but to me, I felt like they were just suffocating me in a way. Obviously, I am pretty, I guess, evil. The dispatcher is said to have kept him talking while the police and rescue teams were sent to the house. The dispa so, dispatcher. Is there any reason why you're so mad at your mother and sister? Evans, uh, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't even really angry with them. It just kind of happened. And that's where he goes into saying, I've just kind of been planning on killing for a while now. The dispatcher asks the two of them or just anybody. Pretty much anybody. So after being taken into the police station and making this confession, I, I guess at some point they asked him why he did what he did. And this is something that, again, like there's so much upsetting things in this case, but his reasoning as to why upsets me even more. So let me give you a quote. When I look at people, especially teenagers, I see them as being very cruel to one another emotionally. It seems that their favorite hobby is picking on someone else. The people who are racist, bullies, and who are full of themselves are the, really the evil ones. And it amazes me because those three qualities are extremely common today. I was very sad because I felt like my own family were becoming the people I hate. He ends it with, I know that I'm done killing. It's the most dreadful and terrifying thing I've ever experienced, and it will haunt me forever. He ended up being charged with capital murder, which uh, is punishable by life in prison without parole or death in Texas. Okay. So after all of this confession, here was question as if he was competent enough to stand trial. And after meeting with two different psychologists, they both deemed that he was incompetent to stand trial originally, and he was placed in a state mental health hospital. He stayed there until 2015, when the doctors believed he was then competent to stand trial. Okay. So he was just, he was mentally ill, which sounds like it because he was remorseful in the end. Yes. It still doesn't take away from the fact that he's a shit person who killed his mom and sister. Yes. So in standing trial, finally, I believe in 2015 or 2016, he pled guilty to two counts of murder and in the death of his mother and his sister. He received 45 years on each count that will run co-currently. Concurrently. Concurrently, excuse me. So it's not, it's, you know, at, at the, the same, same time. time. He doesn't have two back-to-back -back sentences. capital murder count was waived as part of a plea deal, and he will serve half his inca uh, incarcerated time before he's going to be eligible for parole. But uh, I would like to read something that his family wrote to the court. Again, this is his, his two sisters, his grandparents, and his father. And I, this is a quote from the letter. The undersigned family members of Jacob, Jake Evans, Jamie Evans, and Mallory Evans appreciate the state's plea bargain and offer of 45 years on two accounts of murder to run concurrently as the disposition of this case. We wish to close this chapter of our lives in order to continue healing as a family. So the way they, I believe most of them have like almost in a sense forgiven him is, is insane it's like, a, like good for them I'm glad they have that that amount of power in them and it, it's incredible that they're able to forgive him because maybe this makes me a bad person but I don't think I would be able to even no, I'm saying that to you who are is my sibling Sister. yeah like, I don't yeah. take I don't take it personally please don't take it personally I wouldn't be able to either there's a lot of things I can forgive people for that is not one of them yeah especially if you're part of the family senselessly killing mm-hmm your family member is pretty damn bad. So that is my case of Jake Evans. And 
Um, movie Halloween. Mm. By Rob Zombie. Specifically Rob Zombie. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused. That, no, that is because, because of the background of the movie. So It's so that was, interesting that... Excuse me. I think it's interesting that these people take these scary movies so literally, in a sense. Like, for your kid, like, he was watching the movie and he saw how cold um, and emotionless Michael Myers was. And he's like, oh, he's like, that's what happens when you kill. No, that's a movie. That's Wait, what happens when you're filming a movie and it's fake. And you're playing a character who is supposed to be cold. Emotionless. Emotionless, heartless, and... Insane. Insane, and like, you know, what the quote in the movie, I looked into his eyes and I only saw pure evil. That reminds me of your case. Yeah. But like, that's why it's like, oh, like, that's what my character is described as. So I'll be like that if I, no, 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 that's not how it works. That's, that's not how this, yeah. this is gonna go. My, the kid in my case wasn't confused in that way. That's why he was deemed mentally capable. Yes. He was never confused about anything. He didn't think he would become anything. He saw these killers in movies and wanted to be like them. This one just, <laughs> I, I do believe he was actually mentally ill. It sounds like he was, like he had problems. Because he showed immediate remorse. I'm like, I just messed up. Yeah, you did. Why would you? Um, the pictures of Michael Hernandez today, he looks creepy. I don't want to say someone looks like a killer. I'll put it on the Instagram, um, pictures of him. He's not, not what I was expecting. I think that's actually might be on Netflix. Really? Michael Hernandez? No, I think it's a different, that's Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, I'm sorry, you're It's correct. a different one. <laughs> and it's also kind of ironic that I chose, for my case, the name of two different past boyfriends. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, goodness gracious. Anyways, yeah. It, but those are our, our spooky Scary cases. movies. And I do enjoy a good scary movie. Absolutely. I, I struggle with, like, the devil ones. I don't like them. That just upsets me on a... It's just upsetting. Yeah, I get bad dreams from those. Ooh. I like Insidious. I haven't seen I that like in a while. The Conjuring. Mm -hmm. I like. What's another? There's so many of them. Annabelle. Oh, okay, all Annabelle. I don't think I've seen the Annabelles. You have to have seen at least one of them, I swear. I was watching the Annabelle movie where the little girl is. Like she she has trouble walking. They're like a bunch of like orphans, and they're living. Okay, in you've seen um, Annabelle Creation then. I I didn't finish watching it either. I was flying back home from Rome, and okay, I gotta was, finish that. I know. I was like, <laughs> I, I fell asleep to it. How? I was tired. Oh, okay, you you know what? You're coming back from Rome. I'm sorry. No, I was in a pretty shitty mood because got into a fight you know, the whole night prior, and oh, we need some. Yeah, good times. <laughs> oh my goodness. But um I appreciate the research you put into yours. Thank you, ma'am. I I am not looking forward to doing this again actually. I thought I'd be okay with it and I'm not. I think we can just move on to a different topic now. I'm I'm, really I'm ready, ready. Excited for next week's topic. I believe I know what it is, but I'm gonna ask you after this. Yeah. It'll <laughs> be a surprise. It'll be more Halloween y spooky, which I'm super excited. I am very um, excited. This was Actually, very hard. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this was harder. Um, it was something I thought would be an interesting idea, and hopefully it works out for this episode. 
I guess we'll find out based on if people are listening to it. Absolutely. Yay. Yay. But I am going to take my peppermint tea and get in my sleeping bag. And I know we it. don't have a fire this time. Is that why it's so cold? It is cold. We forgot the fire, Melissa. We turned on the lanterns, but we forgot the fire. Oh, my God. And I brought marshmallows, too. We need to find new marshmallows. We do need to find new marshmallows. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Or someone can make us marshmallows. Oh, you know what? Rice Krispie Treats. That sounds great, too. Yeah. I almost took a Rice Krispie Treat today. Um, You're being good, I guess. And I didn't take one. I love them, so. I used to hate them. Really? Why? I used to think they were gross. Uh, what's wrong with you? I still, I like them now. I don't eat the cereal, cereal though. No. No. Mm-mm. I feel like they get soggy too fast in milk. I never really have eaten them before. I'll eat them before Cheerios. I don't like Cheerios. I'll eat Cheerios before I eat them. Mini wheats are the best. You can yeah. fight me on that. <laughs> I do like Fruit my Reese's Loop Puffs. Reese's P- Puff people. <laughs> okay, mini wheats do beat Reese's Puffs, but I won't even eat Fruit Loops. I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm the Reese's Puffs. I'm the chocolate and peanut butter. You can tell I'm so healthy. Yum. All right, I'm going to go eat some pumpkin bread. We are excited to see you again or talk to you again we're next glad week. To, we're glad we, you keep us around. Enjoy the second week of October. Ooh, ooh, we, ooh, are, ooh. we are flowing, people. Make Do keep sure. an eye on our Instagram, though, because we might have a surprise later this month for how we get dressed up we get. Oh, yeah, we're excited. We are. Can I say that? Does it matter? I don't think it matters. No. We are going out to a Disney villain. villain themed night out <laughs> night out we have tickets to this event and i'm super excited about we it we are actually going to be trying to put together our own costumes so and we will keep you updated time and money will determine how lavish they will be yeah oh oh i forgot to do that today. i'm like do i eat this month or do i have a costume <laughs> i'm i'm totally kidding i'm totally kidding always got the food people yeah <laughs> that's why we have so many marshmallows because they fill you up because they're trash. <laughs> oh, if it's my thing. And I mean that with love. No love. <laughs> Most love. Mostly love. <laughs> oh. But um, we will see you again on the third week of spooky, of spooky October. Over. Until then, stay, stay spooky. spooky.